And welcome to episode, I believe this is 25. You know what? I'm going to interrupt you for a fun fact. Before you even go any further, this Friday's episode of The Green Majority Mm -hmm. is episode 400. Wow. Round 400. That's a a good number. It is a good number. And uh, we will say so at that time. Yes. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. Uh, I'm obviously here with Darren. Without, without further ado, the, yes. uh, what are we doing? Uh, well, first we should mention that the, what the, that the intro bit of that song was "Blown in the Wind" mm. uh, by Bob Dylan, uh, which was wasn't this time wasn't chosen. Normally, we choose songs that we just are feeling that day, or that we just sort of like at the time, or whatever. Somewhat random. It's mostly random. Uh, this was specifically chosen as part of a theme because today is Wind Day. It's all about wind. People blow it hard. Blowing, blowing and sucking, Dan. <laughs> blowing and sucking. Uh, which is, you know... Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. We're not going to fight that. To uh, eat your own. Anyways, so, uh, we're focused on two stories, I think, mm-hmm. is, is, uh, is how we're going to do this. Both about wind. One sucks, one blows. Exactly. Uh, so let's start with the one that blows first. <laughs> uh, which is... Oh, it's tough. It's tough. So both both were both have a theme, mm-hmm. um, and I can't. Dec- you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to explain both of them, and then we're going to just go from there. All right, because uh, that might be the easiest way to do this. Mm-hmm. So the first story that I want to cover is an American story uh, about a, an American bird conservatory uh, conservancy 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 conservancy. It's not a word I say that often. Surprisingly, it's not a conservatory. No, it's conservancy. All right. I don't know what that means. Uh, but anyways, it's a thing that tries to save birds. And they're going to sue, apparently, uh, the United States government uh, because they want to increase their wind uh, wind generation. They're suing the United States government over increase in wind generation. Tell me why, Stephen. Because uh, of killing eagles, mm. which, to be fair, is the least American thing you can do. That's true. Is to kill an eagle. Use not fossil fuels to kill eagles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kill eagles in not the most economically way po- no, no, advantageous way possible. If it was gay wind turbines mm. and they were uh, the eagles had uh, RPGs, there we go. That would be about the worst. Yes. So although, it's not quite although at the that point, I'm pretty sure the eagles would win. <laughs> that is <laughs> as soon as you give the eagles RPGs. I'm actually more concerned about the word. They don't have opposable thumbs, and they will never have opposable thumbs because evolution is a fucking lie. Ah, that's American. There you go. Uh-huh. Um, as completely GMO'd apple pie. <laughs> uh, I really hope we have a bunch of Americans who are now mad at us. <laughs> uh, or at least... I don't know. I think um, there should be a fair warning that I'm in a particularly nasty mood It's today. true, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, Darren is, in a, is not in a great mood, uh, and w- both the articles we find annoying. So this is going to be... <laughs> so if, if you came to this podcast looking for sunshine and roses, I'm going to guess the closest you're going to get is the end song. Yeah. So maybe skip ahead 35 minutes and listen to... Or just go to YouTube and listen to Blown in the Wind by Bob Dylan, because it's a great song. Or, But I would obviously prefer you to listen to this conversation, because we promise it will at least be interesting, if not Sunshine and Roses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the longer explanation of this American Bird Conservatory thing is basically that they, they're, they're not happy that these wind turbines kill birds... Uh, even though, as a lot of the wind organizations have proved, and the and the government has proved that fossil fuels actually kill more birds than wind turbines, uh, so it's not as if you know it's not as if they're actually killing more birds that would be killed. It's more, I mean, it's a more direct thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They have apparently the quote is that the American Bird Conservatory has heard from thousands of citizens from across the country who are outraged that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service wants to let the wind industry legally kill our country's iconic bald and golden eagles. How many Americans are there again? Oh, right, three hundred and fifty million. They've heard of thousands, thousands. Now. And you know every Quick person. Math? <laughs> what like that's point? less than a percent. Oh, well, less than a percent. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so. They, they strongly support wind power and other renewable energy products when those projects are located in an appropriate wildlife-friendly manner. And the impacts from birds and other wildlife have been consciously considered and addressed before irreversible actions are undertaken. Uh, anyways, so basically they're not happy about it. Um, I would be... And in, my, in, in their defense, I have not done enough research on this to know if these wind turbines are putting up directly in migratory paths. Which would seem exceedingly dickish of wind turbine people. If that was the case, then there would be a legitimate argument for replacing them. But, yes, um, uh, but it, it appears more as generally they're against it. Uh, and again, I think. I, but this so this leads into another article uh, before I get into the what, my thoughts in either of them. Uh, the other article is from Alternatives Journal, uh, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. I, I realize like calling people friends of the show. I think is my favorite. If part corporations about this. are people, then not for profits are people too. There we go. And so, yeah, so we're buddies. We drink. The, In fact, uh, they're far cooler people. They're like <laughs> the hipsters of the non-people. Exactly. People. Exactly. They they wear flannel. That's true. Yeah. Alternatives Journal wears flannel. <laughs> um, and they have an article out called Ontario's Wind Problem, colon, accepting the blame. The colon is the punctuation, not the body part. Mm. Uh, which should have been obvious. Important nuance. Oh, yes, naturally. And basically, this whole thing is about... Uh, the tagline here is dismissing wind and solar protesters as cartoon villains is common red herring, which detracts from the real origins of Ontario's renewable energy unrest. Do you remember from our uh, Logical Fallacies uh, workshop mm-hmm. what a red herring is, Stefan? Yeah. Spot test? Uh, I knew what a red herring I want to know what red herring is a very common literary term. <laughs> I should point out. Also, I'm not sure if red herring works in this scenario. In that a red herring is usually something that is... It's an it's an argument you make to distract from the real argument. Well, exactly, which isn't really what these that I don't know if that's actually accurate in the way they want to use it here. Like, red, anyways, I'm not going to question whether or not this is a red herring. This is not the logical fallacies podcast, yes. so we will ignore that for now. Well, moving on. Um, and basically, this whole thing is about again, it's again saying that the beginnings of the wind destruction, the people against wind power. Uh, was sowed by the fact that the Green Energy Act did not give municipalities enough power to say no to renewable energy projects, mm-hmm. is the basic argument here, and saying that to dismiss these wind protesters and the solar protesters, and I didn't even know there were solar protesters, so this is new to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's people on Twitter that will tell you that using uh, solar power gives you all sorts of crazy cancers. Really? And my response to that was, maybe, <laughs> so does everything. <laughs> Congratulations, solar power is a thing. I didn't. I've, I, I've, honestly, I, I, I haven't come across like. And there's a lot of wind tractors. I didn't. I did not know this overarching uh, solar traction. Point is, basically, the whole theme of this podcast I want to talk about is the idea of environmentalists for so long have been fighting against thing like environmental justice. Basically, is based on the idea of. You know, giving say to people to have control or what's around them, and 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 making sure that is fair, equitable, and just. 
And and often it, and so what that often ends up being is saying things like, "I don't want to have this incinerator beside my house because I'm poor because incinerators might kill me." And now there's this weird dichotomy that's happening between environmentalists who are saying things like, "There's no proof that wind generators cause any harm at all." Uh, Against people who are saying, like, well, I feel bad, so who are you to say that? And it's sort of, it's broken up, it, it's, it's sort of made the environmental movement an interesting, weird battleground uh, on these issues. It, it feeds back again into the same bird thing, which is, again, at what point, here's the question I'm going to post to you, because I figure at some point I have to come to a question I can post to somebody, so I'm going to post this to you, Darren. I am the only um, person here. Yes, it's true. Uh, I can post it to the cat. Um, so if you hear that, if you hear the cat isn't a corporation, Stefan, address it to Nestle. What do you think, Sunset? What do you think? Eh, She's not saying anything. Um, the question, very simple. Uh, at what point do we as environmentalists, uh, where's the line? I guess better. Where's the line in supporting renewable energy and supporting what is required, the energy shift that is required to combat climate change? bump up against this requ- this sort of old way of thinking of sort of imposing of letting businesses impose what their will on people around them mm-hmm. and where is that line and where should we care about that line existing <sighs> uh, well this see this map graphic I have it's too bad no one can see it I have a brilliant explanation on this map mm. um, no I think well it, the the first thing I want to before I even attempt to address your question, I have Fair. to put one thing out there, which is that from sitting on the sidelines of this sort of thing, I, I have to assume that which is why we were being so flippant about them in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, that the people who are complaining about this don't a- didn't actually start this issue because they were against wind turbines solely because it was killing eagles, mm-hmm. which is the assumption I think a lot of people would make, but I think it's I think it's a rational assumption. And I will tell you why. Mm. Uh, the reason is, is because I would assume that most people are aware of the fact that renewable energy is an attempt to replace dirty energy. Mm. And so if you were in support of that issue, but you had some concerns about how it was being addressed, you would say, we like renewable energy, but you haven't addressed this concern can we please work with you in a way because this is really important to me and I support what you're doing and I understand why you're doing it and I think it's great, but can we please mitigate these factors because I think that's important. Mm. That does not seem to ever be a part of what's being said. Mm. It always seems to be, therefore, we shouldn't have wind turbines. Mm. And I don't believe for a second that any of these people decided they didn't like wind turbines because they found out about some bald eagles, even if it was a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And we don't actually know how many are being damaged. We don't know how many how much of this is avoidable. We don't have any comparative statistics on how many other forms of electricity production are killing it. Maybe it killed two. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we don't know, right? And we don't know. And maybe these numbers are very high. But I think it tells you a lot about where the people who are complaining about it are coming from by the way in which they're complaining. Mm-hmm. And if... This is simply something that they're using to hold out in front of them as a C. Renewable energy is awful. Mm. Then I just, it's not even that I think they're dumb. I just think they're, like, it it makes me assume that they're being dishonest. Mm. Like, I just don't think of someone having, rationally having come to that position for that reason. And if that's the only reason they're presenting, my only default for them is, well, then you're being dishonest. Mm. Um, So I, I can only assume that these people are just 
either completely ignorant or ideological, ideologically biased, or they don't believe in climate change, and this is just their way of striking back, which is something that we that happens all the time on all sides of every issue. Uh, with regards to that, so it's just it, that that sort of frames why we're being glib about that. It's not that we don't think that protecting bald eagles are important. Right. It's not even that we think that we know what the reality of the situation is. It's that the arguments themselves reek of BS. Mm. Um, and if these people, these, and because of the, the newsworthiness of this issue, it gets enough press that the people who are making it should know that it would come off that way. And so the fact that they haven't done anything to try and counter that, like, hey, we love renewable energy, we're just concerned about how you're doing it, means to me that they're probably full of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, where does the line between, you know, top-down government and individual private rights lie? Uh, I think it should go a lot more towards the individuals. Uh, but where were you when we're killing off every other type of animal? Right. Right? Like, it seems like you're only concerned about the bald eagles that are dying because mm-hmm. of wind turbines. But what about the thousands of species that are being wiped off the, spe- the planet every day? Right. That's another factor that comes in and tells me that this, these people are making a dishonest argument. Mm. And, and it's that which I have a problem with, not their objection to this being potentially dangerous to birds, which it may be. Right. And if it is, I think there should be things done about it. Right. The thing that shouldn't be done about it is stopping it. Right. And that's nonsense. Yeah, and I think I think uh, there's, there's an interesting point there you brought up, you sort of touched on the idea that, you know, stopping climate change saves a lot of animals that are also threatened, that aren't just, you know, these, these birds. And... Uh, to to continue this interesting sort of question, and, and the question is whether or not uh, you, you look at and this this is, a, this is a report from Bloomberg, which is you know a is not at the very least slightly conservative. Exactly. Yes, it, it's not a it's, and, and they're talking about it's talking about uh, things that kill birds. It's an entire article on things that kill birds, and out of every ten thousand birds that are killed, uh, guess what kills the most, Darren? Coal. Buildings. 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 Buildings kill well over half of, 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 of all birds killed. For every 10,000 birds that are killed, slightly under 6,000 of them are killed by buildings. And that is a legitimate issue. Yeah. Like, and, and there are groups that are working on that, and, and there's a bunch of initiatives, and I think that's a completely legitimate yeah. issue. Well, and, and then you've got another, a little over another thousand for high-tension lines. Mm-hmm. You've got another thousand for cats. Something else that would be helped by, uh, what's it, what was it? It was something, oh, right, renewable energy. Ah, uh, yes. Right. The, um, the high-tension wires. Yes. See, because you don't need as many right. of them if you don't need to transport as much many electrons over long distances, you don't need as many high-voltage wires. Right, exactly. Um, and, yeah, yeah, a decentralized energy grid would dramatically reduce these sort of things. And speaking of, speaking of the cat that is in our presence right now, she, along with her brethren, are responsible for killing a thousand of, you know, 10% of all birds killed. Uh, vehicles are slightly under a thousand. Pesticides are, all, are next. Communication towers are barely on there. And on this graph that I will post under this thing, because I can use it, um, is basically nothing. <laughs> the wind turbines don't actually even appear to have a line. And of course, you know... So to follow, to carry that further, though, mm-hmm. because we have our, our star witness here... Yeah. Um, the argument would follow. Well, then clearly we have to uh, outlaw all cats. Naturally, the only be, solution is be, to outlaw cats. We need to make sure where cats are aren't around eagles. Yes, we need to keep cats away from eagles. How do you feel, sunset? Was it sunset? Yes. Uh, about being tethered to this coffee table for the rest in perpetuity. <laughs> I think she's. I, she doesn't seem so. That about seemed it, like say. a glazed over. Yeah, right. Go to hell. Yeah. 
That's as as and in her defense, I think that's how she responds to everything. True. Um, but yes, they, so apparently, even if if even if wind turbines were to double in size and provide a hundred percent of her energy needs, uh, which completely defy the logic that that would even go, they that still will not be happening anytime. They still wouldn't comp- compare to high tension lines or glass windows. So you could literally power all of America. On with with wind turbines and still not kill as many birds as with as the fact that you have a high rise with the window. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced America, America. But other than that, I agree completely. Yes. Uh, and again, this is all from the Bloomberg report. I will post it under underneath the podcast. You can read it if you want. Uh, so moving on, moving on back. Let's get let's on to the more general understanding of nimbyism. So that's my concern here. That's mm-hmm. my that's that's my big concern about this sort of idea of where you put wind turbines, uh, because and I think it's also where you sort of leave the sort of the the justice angle and enter the uh, the the more what I think is a more reasonable way of doing things. Let me let me just in, yes. uh, jump in with a another quick piece of evidence mm. as to why I think that the anti-wind because of birds people mm. are full of it, right. as in I think they're being dishonest, right. um, is that I have never, and again, this is completely just my experience, right. you can't make any larger statements, but from my experience, uh, in all the networking I've done with uh, anti-pipeline activists, mm. for instance, over the last few months, yeah. Uh, I've met a lot of really cool people. I've met a lot of people with a variety of backgrounds. I've even met some people who were part of that group who who did not leave talking to anybody else, <laughs> uh, but even said that they don't even really have a problem with oil and gas. They just have a problem with pipelines, mm. right? Like people that, that, that right. <laughs> raised tension in the room of these meetings mm. because they were they were nine-tenths of the way away from where most people were. Right. I have never met one person in those meetings who was also against Winter mines, not right. one ever. Yeah. And if this was the true, if if it was really like, well, I want to concern myself for all this and that. Do, are they going to care about birds more than they care about their own health? Right. I find that shocking. If they are, they deserve a freaking award. Yeah. Uh, but I don't buy it. The I really care about birds award. It's <laughs> <laughs> some sort of Nobel Peace Prize. Mm. Selflessness. I'm going to protect birds over my own health. Mm. Uh, great. Um, I will give a shit about your arguments as soon as I see you protesting pipelines. Mm. But I've never met any. Right. Again, that's just my experience. Yeah. But I, I, I think. Well, I, I think it's interesting, and I wonder how much that comes from sort of this. So it's. I would love to get some people on who so the rural v uh, urban di- dichotomy here. I think a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. I think. That's, I think. That's, I think. That's, I think. That's a big part of it. I think a big part of it is that people who are. You're more used to the rural lifestyle will often react negatively when they feel like it's something urban being imposed on them. Mm. And, the, and I think environmentalism has maybe, uh, maybe somewhat fairly been accused of more of an urban understanding of things, mm. if only because where there's density, there's a chance to sort of galvanize around issues, and it's a lot harder to be to be in. But like, but again, people from rural areas often sort of have an innate sort of environmentalism of wanting to protect their own areas, mm-hmm. which is. You know, arguably, it's also some of the things, those are some of the big reasons why pipelines in, in the states were, like, Keystone has a hard time, because a lot of people were like, you know what, I just like my land how it is, and I don't want a pipeline through it. Yeah. And I just, I, no, I wanted, I, yeah. I was, I wanted to jump in on that, too, because the, I was just thinking that, actually, the other day, and you made, you made me reminded of it, is that, you know, when we people talk about people who live in rural areas, I have no experience living in a rural area, and mm-hmm. wouldn't pretend to, for a moment to speak on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it occurred to me... Uh, through speaking to people like, for instance, our friend Jacob over at the yeah. Toronto Seed Library, 
Um, you know, because his family owns a farm and he spends quite a bit of time on a, on a farm. Yeah. And even this concept of like owning land, even yeah. if you own a house in Toronto, you don't really think of it as like owning land. Yeah. You own property. Yeah. But owning land is different. Owning land means like there's areas of trees and <laughs> I need like, and there's this area and that area. And there's, there's generally like some form, even if it's very small of an ecosystem, right? Yeah. Like here's a, a sandy area and here's a water, here's a, you know, some sort of water basin. Uh, maybe there's a hilly area, anything like that. Any sort of farmer goes through that and they understand that like the idea of land is almost exclusively a rural concept. Mm. And and I think it must give you a very different perspective on yeah. how you analyze these issues. But it's but it's it's that realization by which I double down on my not buying this anti wind stuff yeah. because they should be twice as offended by pipelines because they should understand even more importantly and precisely how much damage pouring a bunch of poison into mm-hmm. the soil will do. Right. Right. So I don't know. I mean, that, well, I'm dumbfounded. I'm, yeah, you know, and I, I think, said, admittedly I think, ignorant. But. Yeah, and I think I think the strongest argument I've ever, the strongest reason why I sort of dis, I like you know as much as Stug Hampana from Alternatives Journal uh, wants to sort of you know blame uh, blame the Green Energy Act for this, blame Canada uh, or blame, blame Canada Green. generally um, <laughs> is is and is the reason why I the reason why I sort of st- I, I I will continue to basically dismiss people who are against great wind, and I'm I'm sorry if you're against wind, or if you don't like it around your house. But I will continue to dismiss you, largely due to the fact that almost all of the criticisms that you get from it, all of the sort of supposed health negatives, all the sort of things that that happen to you, um, almost everything on that front that the, that I mentioned go away when you see that you're perceived when you are perceived to get benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Like the people who have a wind turbine on their land and are getting the energy from it don't have the health day, ne- health impacts or a check or, <laughs> that the people who aren't getting the money basically like mm-hmm. if you see that if you if if you understand yourself as being benefited by the by, by wind turbines your the health impacts on you actually go away. Well, and, and we even uh, and like studies and that's, that's how studies have shown that that's yeah. that's what the studies said. What about no? About six or seven months ago, we played a feature on a documentary that was on the CBC, and I talked to the producer of the documentary on the Green Majority, mm-hmm. and it was on that topic of mm-hmm. the health impacts of wind turbines, and it turned out that basically there was two phys- two people with PhDs, one of whom was an actual physician, and the other one was like had a PhD in chemistry or something like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, one of their degrees is irrelevant because right. it didn't have anything to do with what they were speaking right. about. Um, and it, it the, like when it really got down to it, it really got down to this one physician mm-hmm. and this one woman. Right. And, 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 and I don't think the documentarian was doing anything dishonest. I don't think they had an agenda even. Right. They were just like, wow, I've spoken to all these people. They seem to have a serious problem about this. I don't care about this story. So I'm going to give cover. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, no slight. I don't have anything whatsoever right. against the director. I won't even, I don't even remember the documentary. So I, I won't even name it. But it was like, yeah, like people just – brains do all sorts of things. Mm. And one of the things they do is is make up shit. Mm. And one of those things is symptoms. Yeah. And if you're upset about something, you will manifest symptoms. Mm. And the brain is very, very complex. <coughs> and two, two people's claims 
that, you know, there's massive health effects, all of a sudden it doesn't make it true, but all of a sudden other people start reporting it. And that's because they're like, well, I didn't like it anyway. Mm. And, oh, I heard that you're getting sick. So they get sick. And it's just, it's all psychological. And I think a lot of this has to do with nimbyism combined with a people not understanding how psychology works. And they just basically manifest their own symptoms. There've been really no real evidence of anything happening. And I say, even if it does great, I'd rather have that and we make allowances for that. I'm not saying screw you too bad. Therefore you shouldn't be fine. If she's been inconvenienced and, and she's genuinely experiencing health effects, then maybe the government should pay for to move her farm. She just want to move then too fucking bad right. because you know what, uh, that you're one person mm-hmm. and we have to speak for the generations that are to come. And this is the best solution that we have mm-hmm. and too fucking bad. Yeah. Sorry. Like at the, at the end of the day, that's just my opinion. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think you're hitting on something. Uh, I want to jump back to briefly what I said before, and then I want to get to what the, where I think the final thing, not the final thing for the podcast, but where we sort of both come from in a more general sense. The one thing I jump back to is this idea of manifesting symptoms because it gets back to possibly my favorite story of humanity generally. Um, which is a story which all, about not exactly wind turbines, but about, um, uh, Wi-Fi and cell and cell uh-huh. signals, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I, I don't I don't think I've told the story on this uh, all the podcast, but I apologize if I have. Uh, but the story basically goes: there's a, there's a town in Germany, which uh, and at some point, a cell company built this really big tower, uh, big cell phone reception tower in the middle of one of these towns. Like I think I think I believe it was something like on top of a house. Like, some house just basically sold the rights to build this thing on top. And, you know, there was this huge fight about it. They finally, you know, it was it was finally won by the cell phone company. They got it up. They built it, everything like that. And then after it was built, all of these complaints came in about it, about all the negative health impacts that were happening to all these people who are in the area around it and all things about having until the, the, the company came out and said that they hadn't turned it on yet. <laughs> so it was at the time for all these health impacts were being were being were being blamed on this tower, but at the moment it was just metal in the sky. There was no increase of traffic. There was nothing else coming into it. It was just a thing of metal near people, and suddenly a whole whack of them got sick. On the other hand, maybe that explains why people from Paris have such bad attitudes. Yeah. Oh snap! Bam! Take that Paris metal tower, making people moody. <laughs> There's, there's. Uh, I'm just kidding. We've, just, like we've, we've lost an entire country, Darren. None of them listen to this, but we've lost an entire country. That's fine. In case anyone goes back for the record, I, I enjoyed Paris. All right, you're, you're, you've defended Paris. Um, but it's all right to get to move on to the second thing, which I think is, I think the ultimate feeling that you and I both have on this issue, or on the idea of protesting pipelines and or, mm-hmm. no, sorry, protesting wind mm-hmm. and renewable energy generally, is that maybe. Like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to say there's absolutely no way in hell that low, that low, ultra low sounds that come from wind turbines might negatively impact the people around them. I'm not going to say that the weird metals required to make solar is, is that, is that, is, are perfectly safe either. I'm not here to say that geothermal is an excellent solution. I don't, I don't know if, I don't, I don't I'm not here to say any of those things. What I'm, just, what I'm here to say is we know about climate change. We know what the fuck we're up against. We know literally what we really have to deal with. Are you pulling a Donald Rumsfeld? There are known knowns and known unknowns. <laughs> and then there extent, are unknown knowns. To some extent. <laughs> except that, like, 
like which was funnily enough even he's generally mocked for that yeah. statement but it's actually the most accurate and truthful thing that ever came out of his mouth <laughs> there, yeah there are these things that's, but for me it, it, it's more just like like we're facing and we're up against what is without question Armageddon like like with the like if we if we just no one thinks that we could actually just burn literally everything we have if we presume yeah. to start, like you hit 10 degrees global warming we're dead yeah, and like it's just like like that's a long ways away. Likely, we don't entirely know, but like unless there's some crazy feedback loops that we didn't account for. Exactly. Oh wait, IPCC doesn't count feedback loops. Um, but like it's like there's there's many there's like there's many ways that we could go. Like we cannot continue as we are now. It's just like that is a logical truth. There's just absolutely no way in hell that we can do what we're doing right now consistently for the, for even the next two hundred years. It's just not even next hundred years. Like if if our grandchildren are driving gas cars and burning coal for fuel, we are fucked. And there's just no question on that front. And so if you want to spend your time protesting wind turbines, then it's like to me it's like Unless you're spending twice as much time actually doing something to solve the problem in another way. Yeah. You're just being a selfish prick. Yeah, it's like, you know what, like, uh, this is, this is going to be an absolutely insane analogy, and I can't decide if it's actually fair. That's usually my game. Go for it. Um, it would be like if there was a group of people during the Civil Rights Movement who decided to get really angry that whites couldn't really get to use black fountains. <laughs> or like, or you know, or like, you know, there's like, it was, it, or it's like, you know, it's like the men's rights movement. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I get it. Maybe you have, like, maybe that's you can warp your mind and that to be discrimination. But you're staring in the face of by far a such a larger, vast, and unbelievable injustice that to then be like, well, what about this thing? It's like, well, shut the fuck up. I just don't care. It reminds me of the, uh, of, there's like some like, uh, Holocaust recreationists. They're like, no, 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 there were only a hundred thousand Jews died. It's all propaganda. But who gives a shit if there were three of them? It was still <laughs> fucking racially based genocide, you ignorant piece of shit. Yeah. Like, a- no, but, it, but I think that's what it, it, that's what it comes down to. And, and, and there just, there just needs to be a great, you have an issue, let's work with you, but mm. you're not going to stop this because we don't have an alternative. Mm. It, it's called alternative energy because it's the only other alternative. Yeah. Like alternative is an all-encompassing generalized term because it's basically like we need to figure out how the hell we're going to do this, and we don't get to use fossil fuels. Go. Yeah. Well, I don't like the. This is pink, and I prefer green. Shut the fuck up. I don't care. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. We don't have any other choice. So if you want to be part of this, and here's where it is, and this is why I give myself license to be such an arrogant prick about this thing uh, and, and be so jerky. Is because if you want to be part of the solution, if you want to be part of the conversation that actually generates solutions, mm. I welcome you to the table and I respect you as a person. Mm. But I do not, if you're just going to say, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that, but we, we'll do anything you want. It's like the world's worst girlfriend, <laughs> right? What do you want to do tonight? I don't know. You pick. Okay, how about we watch a movie? No, I don't want to watch a movie. Shall we go to the movie? Shall we go out and get a drink? No, I don't really want to do that. And her about 45 things. You're like, shut the fuck up. What do you want to do? <laughs> Right? That's basically where I'm at with this. If you yeah. want to actively be part of a solution, great. We welcome you to the table and we respect your opinion. But if the only thing you're going to do is say no, then I'm sorry, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, think that's, I think that's my beef with nimbyism in general. Like if, Which is always ironic because that's 98% of the reason why, why a lot of the pipeline things are so oh, successful. I know. Is I, it's entirely nimbyism. I know. And that's, it's how, like, and that's, and that's, what, that's what I find so 
ridiculous is is and we've had this conversation a little before on this podcast of the idea that so many environmentalist wins are just nimbyism mm-hmm. but for but because land claims and because property is such, is such a powerful tool in our society you know who's the only people in canada who get to be nimby who indigenous people it's true because they have a lot of fun laws protecting them because they actually have stuff and we took it from them yes and at this point they should get to say whatever the hell they want with the tiny little piece we left them yeah yeah. Other than that, we just have to make some tough calls here. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, like, there's yeah, there's a reason why. Yeah, they they get to if they don't want wind turbines. By the way, if it, and and, and yeah. uh, I will double down on that point. If an yeah. indigenous group says we don't want wind turbines, great, no problem. Oh yeah, yeah. You get to do whatever the hell you want to do with your own land. And and, and I the think, tiny again, yeah. the tiny piece that we've allowed you to make. No, and again, I, and I think that I think like I, I think that's important to mention is that. I'm not saying we should be able to put wind turbines on people's land who don't want them. I'm saying that if I want to put up a wind turbine and you live down the street, you can't tell me I can't do it. Like I'm not here. I'm not here to say you, you, we're going to take or annex a part of what you actually own to put something up. I'm saying that whatever I do on my land that includes renewable energy, I don't give a shit at what you think about it. Mm-hmm. That's like, like like I don't. There's there's a, a, slight, a slight difference there that I think should be should be mentioned because like. Yeah, like if we if 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 you were allowing if you were allowing you know like these massive wind or companies which there aren't two big ones but I think like a couple of the of the tech giants have a wind angle to it like if that was a thing they had and if they could actually just like take your land and put wind turbines on it fine that's a reasonable gripe to have I'm not against that but there was a whole but then your problem is the annexation of land yeah, exactly not alternative energy exactly. Um, Russia, <laughs> we're watching you <laughs> safely from Canada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does so you know? Now, so if Russia puts up wind turbines all across Crimea, <laughs> uh, then then we'll give a gripe there. I think that's about as far down that path we're going to go. Yes, moving away, moving away as quickly as quickly as possible <laughs> uh, from any understanding of foreign politics. Um, but there's there's a I think like. I think the the ultimate the ultimate thing that I that I come back to is that the size and scope of the problem requires a a what's one of that similar or scale or what's the word I'm looking for equal and opposite reaction yes close enough an equal an equal a proportional a proportional response proportional response you need a proportional response to the problem and to and to worry as like as we're slowly inching closer to two degrees of warming, which everyone basically agrees is when we stop knowing what the fuck is going to be happening, um, and it may be lower, and it may be lower. Uh, as we inch closer to that, we have we cannot be saying things like, "Well, we should really ask people if we can put up a wind turbine here." What does the person down the street think? Because right now. That person down the street may really care. People, are, the humans are very good about caring about things they see every day. Mm-hmm. Humans are very bad about caring about things they don't see every day, or will never really technically see, like climate change. And at some point, we have to accept that that fact alone is enough license to say, "I know you might not like the look of this thing that we're doing, but it's required because shit is hitting the fan." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it really it comes down it comes down to in in no uncertain terms the idea that there's just that fundamentally this is something we need to do. Mm-hmm. We need renewable energy, and 
you could honestly come up with almost every... And we want you at the table discussing how that should happen. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and if, like, if, like, if you want to come up and say, like, I don't want any wind turbines here, but there's this other thing we would like there that will also do the exact same thing. Fine. Or could we, you know, find a halfway ground and say that we'll, we'll accept them in this area, we prefer them not in this area, and, you know, we'll also do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And That's called being a part of the solution. Yeah. And, and, and the, one of the things Green Energy Act tried to do was try to encourage community power. And community power is still, is still increasing. And where the idea basically is that if a community wanted to come together and build renewable energy, they get, they get a better rate and the money would go back into the community. Mm-hmm. By all means. I, uh, I, solar share. We can plug solar share, which is doing very that. Yeah. Uh, very much that. They're exactly. doing a great job, actually. Yeah. So it, check out uh, Solar Share. Yes. Well, I will t- if I remember correctly, I'll add them all them under if not just Google Solar Share. Don't try. Um, do or do not. There is no try. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> it's more just like, will I remember to do it? Um, but yeah, I don't think there's. It's if you want to be against wind, you can be. But unless you're coming up with seven other reasons why ways to do other One. things. That's a good point. If you have any alternatives, yeah. we welcome your. I am not a wind lobbyist. Yeah. I may. I prefer not to die by drowning. Yeah. Despite being in the middle of the city of Toronto because sea level went up six meters. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's that's it. That's the entire... That's the long and short of it. Uh, I don't have anything else to say on this issue. Do you have anything else to say on this issue? I think I made my uh, opinions fairly clear. Yeah, all right, so... Perhaps gonna, overly clear. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to close this out with if if we have offended you, which, <laughs> let's face it, on this podcast is actually pretty likely... Um, if, if you're not offended, I recommend seeking urgent walk-in medical help. Yes, because you seem like you're too chill. You're too <laughs> or chill. you might make a good fit for this podcast. Exactly. Contact us at 1-800. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you want to come and just be chill around us while we get mad at things, that's true, too. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I think, well, no, okay, let me, let yeah. me make this as a closing statement. Uh, I'm going to quadruple down just on my thing, which nice. is that we need to have people coming and joining the table and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And just as someone that's been advocating for this conversation to be had for quite some time, I just, I feel like I, you know, maybe could be a little bit more tactful about being frustrated with people who aren't there. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to participate and the only thing you're going to participate is to say no to things, it's just like, we just don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I really, really do want people to come to the table and have a conversation. But if the only thing you're coming to is to come after the conversation's been had and been like, oh, by the way, and I vote no. I don't know what the conversation was, but my vote is no. You just don't get to have an opinion. And, and, but I don't want that to be about me saying that some people who disagree with me shouldn't have an opinion. I only want the takeaway to be that we want everybody to be a part of that conversation. Mm. And you need to be. And if you have opinion, any opinion at all, you need to be involved in the conversation and not just saying no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, that's an excellent takeaway. The other, the other thing I want to sort of layer in there is the fact that I don't, I don't really see value in conversation that doesn't take climate change into a, in, into a conversation. I don't see any value in it. I don't think, if you're talking about what should we do for the next 50 years and it does not include climate change into the consideration, then you are not doing a good job. You can't have that conversation. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's because you don't know what you're, you don't know what the, you're going to be dealing with. Exactly. It's an absolutely useless conversation. Um, and so I think, and I think that's part of the that's part of why I sort of dismiss anti-renewable lobbyists so much is because of that reason. Uh, so, anyways, that's the podcast. Any comments you have, we our comment system now does work. We received a comment recently. Woo-hoo. Uh, just a congratulations, way to go, people. Uh, comment, which was nice. But and it wasn't from either of us. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, so, by all means, people, 
uh, please do give us a shout. If you have any questions, comments, we do read them on air and then respond to them. Uh, they're always fun. They sort of let let Darren and I sort of, and when Dave is here, Dave as well, uh, not hear ourselves talk the entire time or at least yes. get another point of view, which is always welcome here. Uh, we did have Sunset on the show, so thank you, Sunset. Uh, Darren, thanks for being around. And this is the full Blown in the Wind by Bob Dylan. Enjoy. How many roads must a man walk down Before you call him a man How many seas must a white dove sail before she sleeps in the sand How many times must the cannonballs fly Before they're forever banned The answer, my friend, is blowing in Is blowing in 